You guys, it's a little cold down here. I'm wrapped Ash in a blanket. Ash is wrapped in a warm, fuzzy blanket. Yesterday, we drove home from St. George, Utah. Yesterday, we left sunshine. It wasn't even sunshine. It was rain and cold, but it was like 44 degree cold. It was rain and cold while it was snowing and freezing up here where we live. And I think that that was the last straw for us. On our drive home, we were like, why the heck don't we just live there? We drive there all the time. There every other week. We're just always down in St. George. My whole family has moved there without me. Okay, there are reasons why we haven't moved there yet. We love where we live now. We have family up here. Our neighbors are amazing. We never really knew what our, if everything dies that the that the Dashleys is, you know, like the podcast, the vlog, the website, if it all goes to heck, we never really knew what we wanted to do after that. And Dallin kind of has a game plan now and we don't need to be near Salt Lake for that to happen. I'm doing an online master's program to get a marriage and family therapist license. Super excited for it. And that's um, that's like the that's the game plan. You don't need to be anywhere yeah, and for that. Or anywhere specific because it's all online. My game plan this year is to have a baby. And then I don't know what I want to do. Maybe I'll do what Dallin's doing. I don't know. I would love to do it with you. That'd be so cool. It'd be cool. Well, I think you'll already start, but... I, want my I just need you to do it at the same time as me so that I, w- I can copy all your homework. I know. I want my website to work. My food blog. Yeah. I want to get it monetized with ads. It's so cool. Like my sister called me the other day and she was like, I'm making all your recipes this week. And I was like, oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> also, so I will say the food blog has become an easy way for you to look up your own favorite recipes without having to get out books. You just open up your phone, go to our website, boom, here's all my favorite stuff I cook all the time. I was showing my sister Samet the other day, the one who was cooking on it, and I was like, this is Stephanie's guacamole, and this is, Dallin learned how to make this avocado salsa on his mission, and this is, these are the potatoes that Kristen made every Christmas, and this is Grandma Marion's Orange Julius recipe. Like, it's really fun. And it's just become this, this, um a receptacle wrong Thank word you. i'm looking for the better word <laughs> <A> toilet <laughs> a place uh, <laughs> toilet for all those shiz so it's just become a it's it's the it's the go-to recipe cupboard mm-hmm. for all of our favorite stuff just right there anyways let's roll the intro Hey everyone, you're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. All righty. It is that time of year where holidays are bringing lots of family together. And in-laws are coming round the mountain. Mm. When they come and lots of people have in-law issues, it is consistently ranked one of the top reasons why people get divorced. So we're going to start off with an in-law email. Okay. So, so hopefully you don't get divorced this season because that's the last thing this friggin' year needs 
is more divorces. Okay, this person has asked us not to use their names. Sometimes divorce is a good thing, okay? I'll just say that. Thank you. So we're going to use the name. What name do you want to name this person? They've said, please don't use my name. So we'll name them. This is what I used to do. I know. Henrietta. Okay. No. This is from Henrietta. <laughs> okay. Dear Dan and Ashley, thank you for taking the time to read my email. I love listening to your podcast and watching your videos. My husband and I have been married for four years, been together for six years, and have a two-year-old daughter and are in the process of building our forever home on my family ranch. Stop it. Well, that sounds amazing. My in-laws have always made it known that I am not wanted in the family. Mm. Well, that's just, that sucks. Snide comments and even going as far as to say that my daughter would be better off without me. I would stop seeing them. I'd be like, well, Well, guess what? This is my life, not yours. You're not wanted in my family. (laughs) Uh, Okay. You Um, just need to stop. Like, at this point, if they're saying those things to you, you are not in a position where you need to take it. Like it's say, like, what do you want from me? You don't own me. I don't have to live my life according to how you dictate it, person, like whoever it is. It's very simple. If you want a relationship with my daughter, you will treat me with respect and yeah. you will stop saying these things to me. If you don't want that, fine. Like right now, I don't really want a relationship with you because you're a bee. Yeah. Just you don't like, have to say it that way. You could say it nicer, but I feel like, like, People do not have ownership over you. They don't dictate how your life, even though they're your parents, they stopped like having responsibility over you at all when you're 15. I mean, they still are your parents, but... No, this is her in-laws. Like, if they want a relationship with your daughter, they need to treat you with kindness and respect. They don't just have this claim on all of your children because you're married to their son. They don't. Like, that's not how it works. And if that's how your husband thinks it works, please have him call me or send me a personal email at hellodashleys at gmail.com and I will respond to him. Yeah. My husband and I made the... Okay, wait a minute. Where am I? I have always tried to be respectful with them and just leave the situation when things get too much for me. My husband and I made the choice to hire them as contractors on our home after much convincing on his part as a last push to help them before we leave. No. Recently, it has been more and more trying for us as we are treated as the hired help and not getting any input in our home. Okay, Please you need to fire them because you're giving them. them money. This is your house. Fire them. Man, they have way too much influence and say in your life. Just because they're his parents, that's just not That's not how it goes, man. It's just you're giving the parents way too much, way too much say in your life. This is your life, not their life. They are not the king and queen of your little country that you live you in. You need to do something to hurt their feelings just to kind of put them in their place. <laughs> no, you just... It's just something that needs to be... Not hurt their feelings. <laughs> just needs throw to a be, rock at them or something. No, it's just something to kind of break that... You need you know. to set a boundary. You need to say what your heart wants to say. If you want to work they on are our having, house... Here's the term, undue influence. They have undue influence in your life. And you just need to set that boundary hard. Here you go. I'm trying to have a relationship with you guys. We were under the impression that you would be excited to do this job. If you're not... As we dictated it because it's our house, not yours. If you're not excited to do this job, please let us know and we will hire someone else. If you want to continue doing this job, you need to do what we tell you to do. Mm Mm-hmm. You are the contractor. You are not the planner. You are not the money. You are not the boss. You are the contractor. And we hired you. I know your family. 
that doesn't matter. We hired you for this and we will do it how we want it because it's our house. This seems a little a quote, mean. Well, what would look, I really this say? This is the I'm... feeling and then you can sugarcoat it a little bit right. as you deliver it because Let you know them and not it. us. But this is the, this is, this is the, you know, this Let is the foundation it. of it. I feel a little confused because when we tell you what we want done to our house, we feel like you're choosing not to do that. You think you know better what I want than me. And it's... No, this is real life conversation. I don't know how to keep doing this with you if I don't feel like my voice or my husband's voice is heard in regards to our house. Mm -hmm. We love you. We want you to be in our family. Quotation marks, not really. But... (laughs) Like we need some, we need a contractor to build the house that we want. And it feels like you're trying to build a house that you want more than a house that we want. Boom. This quote from Tony Robbins keeps coming to mind as I hear, as I read your email, it goes like this. You get what you tolerate. Right now you're tolerating a lot of shiz. Coming from two people who tolerate way too much shiz. Way too much shiz. Let us. We're practicing not tolerating shiz. And I let me just say, it's been very freeing and liberating and validating of our own selves and boosting of our self-confidence. Right. As we stop tolerating shiz. Right. It's been very nice. We only tolerate our kids shiz and they're getting potty trained, so. Yep, we're tolerating less and less shiz from them. Every day. Okay, she continues. Recently, we suffered a miscarriage. I'm so sorry. And on that day, we had planned to be out of the house painting. My husband was told that we should have been doing more for them on that day. And when my husband reminded them that we were at the hospital, they knew we, we were having the miscarriage as we had called them. They said it wasn't their problem and that it was my fault. You need to... You need These to move away. These people are toxic. This are you is not okay. To, wait, hold on. Are you moving on to their ranch or your ranch? This is not okay. Whose family's this is ranch? crazy. I have told my husband that I am done with them and I want them nowhere near my home or my daughter. And he says I'm overreacting. You're not. Please help me figure out what is right for our family. I've tried everything to keep it from coming to this, but I don't feel like I can take any more. I have never tried to keep my husband or daughter from them and have just removed myself from the situation, but I don't want my daughter to ever think it is okay to treat people this way. Thank you for talking, taking the time to read this. And even if you don't use this in the podcast, I would love your input. Um... Like real That's life. so hard. And your parent, your your husband is feeling the pull because they're his parents and they raised him and stuff. But you got to lay the freaking line down. Like this is not I mean, okay. I know there's again, two sides to every story. And it, I really wonder if there's something that you did to offend them that you don't know about. Because this is not normal. Like maybe you can just like have a come to Jesus with them or something. Because this is definitely not a healthy relationship. I don't know if I would. I would just distance myself. But and I mean, honestly, but like keeping because the husband, it sounds like it's hurting a relationship with her husband and he's defending them, I which mean, is not good. Husband, like your parents should not say these things to your wife and you need to step up and defend her. Like and I it, had to, there comes, I had to do this. I had to realize like I need to put Ashley before my family and my relationship with my family improved so much when I stopped caring more about what they thought than what Ashley thought so much because we drew the me, line. People need to know their space and their place. Like. Their place and their space. You're not allowed to talk bad about my wife. Yeah. And like, I know you're not talking to me, husband, this is what you say, but it is not okay with me when you treat my wife this way. There needs to be two conversations. There needs to be a conversation with your husband 
and a conversation with his mom. And quite honestly, I feel like maybe this isn't right, but I feel like he needs to be the one to talk to his parents because they seem to respect him a little bit more than you and say, we aren't going to tolerate this anymore. We want a relationship with you, but it needs to be respectful and it needs to be kind. You don't have to like my wife to be kind to her and to respect her and to not degrade her in front of me or in front of our child. Like yep. They need to hear your husband say that he loves you and that he chooses you and puts you first. That and needs would, to happen. That needs to happen. And that doesn't mean he throws away his relationship with them. It just... He's just drawing, he's just letting them know their space and also their place. You have space to do this and this with us, but also you need to know your place when it comes to, for example, how you treat my wife or your say in how we build our dream home. Or like how, yeah, all of it. You need to stay in your place with regards to that stuff. You have your space here and stuff and we want you to be a part of our life, but know your place too, okay? Okay. Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. Cash, we've got some weird food things. This one's from Amy. Hear me out, she says. Cottage cheese mixed with Van Camp's beans. Oh, that's cold. definitely going to be good. That sounds really good. And, and then I scoop it up with barbecue chips. Yes. Oh, that sounds Just I was going to say Frito scoops. Plain Frito scoops. cottage cheese with barbecue chips is so good. Mm-hmm. I we love dipping Ritz. judge you as normal. We judge you as normal. I love dipping Ritz crackers in cottage cheese. That's Ritz one of my favorite snacks. Pancakes. It has to be Krusty's pancakes mm. mix. You mix, you make them normal and then top them with butter, sprinkle it with sugar, and then drizzle French vanilla coffee creamer over it. it tastes like a cupcake. <gasps> Dang. That's, this isn't weird food things. This is like you, you need, a need food, to a, start a, a food blog. Website. Okay. Here's the next one. She sent like six. Toast with peanut butter and chopped ham slices. Okay, that's weird. We judge you as weird on that one. <laughs> Mix a packet of ranch dressing seasoning with mayo and use that instead of butter on the outside of your grilled cheese. Ooh, and Munster oh, cheese in the middle. That Good. sounds amazing. Okay. It sounds like, that sounds like the the chamois uh, garlic butter stuff from Costco. Oh, yes. But instead it's ranch. Mm. Make the hamburger Velveeta. Amy, you need to start a TikTok. Yes. And be doing all this stuff. Make the hamburger Velveeta dip. What is it? That, that's just a mix. I've never had it. Make hamburger Velveeta dip and put that on tortilla chips along with barbecue pulled pork. Amy, Amy, are you making Thanksgiving for your family? <laughs> you got to bring these things. Some of these aren't weird, but if given the opportunity, you should try them. Cool. Well, my mouth's watering now. Thank you very much, Amy. Okay. Next one. What should I do? Please help. All right, this is another one um, that where they don't want us to use their names. We'll call them okay. H. I have been... Hi, Dallin and Ashley. I have binge-watched all of your vlogs, and I'm now loving your podcasts. You make my day happy when I'm having a little sad moment. Love you, you guys. You know too much about our family. Teach us about ourselves, H. <laughs> I am hoping you could give me some advice. I'm a 20-year-old college student from Belgium. Cool. Cool. And I'm now 1.5 years into a relationship with my boyfriend. Everything is going great between us, except I really, really do not like his mom. Boundaries. Hmm. She has a psychological problem where she doesn't that she doesn't want to get help for. No, <laughs> that doesn't mean <laughs> that doesn't you everybody have to say be... that about their in-laws. If someone, you don't have to suffer. You shouldn't have to suffer because of that. She gets verbally and physically abusive towards my boyfriend a lot, and can switch very fast from being happy to being very angry. 
Dang it. Yeah, so hard. She is relatively okay when she's around me or other people, but when she's alone with my boyfriend, things can get bad. He still lives with her, and we are not at a place in our lives where we can go live together on our own, so he's still very dependent of her. He says later on in life, when we have a house of our own, she won't be much of a problem anymore. However, I have the feeling my boyfriend will not want to distance himself from her, which I want to ask him to do, but I don't feel like I really can since she's his mother. I think she will keep being a negative influence on our lives, and I wouldn't want our possible future kids to be scared of her or to copy her negative behavior. Besides that, my boyfriend and I don't have much in common. Wait, besides that, my boyfriend and I don't have much in common. You could even say that our interests are total opposites. Because of these things, I'm scared that we will get a lot of problems in our relationship in the future. I love him with my whole heart, and I know that he loves me the same. We're always there for each other, and we have a connection I've never had with anybody else. However, I'm the kind of person who wants to be together with the goal of to get married and have kids. Because I'm not sure that we will be able to be happy together forever. I'm thinking of breaking things up. My brain says break it up, but my heart says no. Okay. So Please, I really need help because I don't know what to do. Thank you so much, H. Well, there's so many like mother-in-law issues right there. But that doesn't mean you can't be happy. And I really think like if you if you you can still love each other if you don't have the same interests. Like interests make things easier, but it's not essential and i don't even know like we, we have so many new interests that we've created together um and you can do that with effort like you can choose to find an interest in something that you both like and then dallin he had this book our therapist gave it to us um it was really good it was just like even if you don't uh, have the same interest as someone or the same passion like a good in a good relationship someone else's passions become a priority for you not necessarily an interest but like you want it's a priority to you to support them in their passions and it should be a priority in their life to support you yeah so the willingness to give that support is more important than you having the same passion you know if you can give each other that support for the things that the other person holds dear that goes a lot further in in developing an emotionally intimate relationship than doing that thing together You feel me? Mm -hmm. When we first got married, I had this paradigm where husband and wife were supposed to be like so intertwined in everything they did and they had to agree on everything and they had to feel the same things about things and they should like all the same things. And if you disagree, that meant something is wrong with you. There's the scripture there. It's an LDS specific scripture that says, if you're not one, you're not mine. And for some reason I applied that to marriage and, um, and it stressed me out every any time me and Ashley would disagree on something or like we didn't like the same things or I don't know, got mad, had angry feelings towards her. I Then I would feel guilty about it. And I just have come to realize that we're still two individuals and we're sharing a life together. But that doesn't mean that every single thing we do has to be boiled down to the least common denominator of to the like to the common denominator of what we both enjoy and everything else gets cast aside like it's a venn diagram we both have our own parts of the circle and then there's the parts of the circle that overlap each other that's something that i've realized more than ever lately for example from our life i the razor i just i don't get it i can kind of like this arching like understand how other people get it i can understand why other people like it there we go empathy but it makes you incredibly dirty. 
it kills your hearing. It's fairly dangerous. All things that I like. And it goes really fast. And I just, I'm a, I'm a sidewalk girl. Like, give me a, let me go for a walk. Give me a golf cart. Give me a golf cart. Like, I will have a blast. Give me a razor. And I just, I'm like, why did we make this so powerful? Like, what, what's the point, guys? Why so do I want to? you can drive straight up a tree if you needed oh, you know, to. Why do I want to do that? That's why. But I can, like, understand why Dallin likes it. And even though it's not my passion, I've made it a goal to find ways to enjoy it like i can be happy in the razor it's not like going to a pioneer museum for me or like what like i don't know like going out to eat i really love to do or going for really long walks or walking up a mountain i love to do that mm-hmm. um but i love that it makes Dallas so happy and i love that it's something we can do with our family and i love that it's kind of this new adventure for me like you can get very like low key with the with your reasons why you love it even like i don't like love it love it but there are things i love about the idea of it and i do have fun doing it so i can i don't know that's kind of like a a place where we've adopted each other like i've made a passion of his something that's important to me i'll say you've been very supportive and it's been so awesome yeah you're awesome and it like when you're supportive of that it just makes me think that you're awesome and i love you Right. And it has done more for us than doing things that we like together. I think it's a bigger give. Kind yeah. Of like, yeah. I love you so much. I want to do this with you versus I love doing this so much. And it's great that you like it too. Uh-huh. I will say all this work has is uh, being put forth because we're married to each other and we're committed to each other and we love each other. Where you are a year into this and you're not married. And I there's mean, no you don't kids have and to stuff. be married either. And there's no kids and stuff. You still, and you're only 20 years old. And you're kind of deciding. Like you're are you so young are still. Are you not committed? Please do not feel obligated to get married just because you've dated for a year. You've learned so much about yourself. And this is just me talking about the flip side, you know, taking the other side, taking sides this is the name of the podcast. If you do not want to get married, please do not feel rushed. You're only 20 years old. Just because you've put a year and a half into this relationship does not make you feel ob- be obligated by any means to continue it or to get married soon because that's your end goal. You don't have to get married till you're 30, you know? Don't distrust your head either. Like your head and your heart should be in harmony. Should be integrated. Hopefully. Um, unless let you're, the, you let your head and your heart teach each other things. Unless you're kind of like unduly stressing yourself out. Like there were guys that I was head over heels in love with. But it was so hard and rough and like it didn't work, you know, like it just wasn't working and I was in love and and they were kind of in a different place or they were like not interested as much as I was interested or we just like didn't jive. And it w- those were kind of moments where, I mean, like I would love to say that I was super smart and in tune with my head and walked away <laughs> with all the confidence i didn't it was probably it was more like me like hanging around until i was so sick of hanging around um and i'm not saying that's what you're doing but i wish i had kind of like gone with my head but then there's dallin and it was kind of a like my heart exploded when i met him and i didn't even care what my head said i might i didn't even listen to my head so maybe it's that situation but if you're kind of conflicted 
just give yourself space to be conflicted and you don't have to make any rash decisions and you're not wasting anyone's time. He's figuring things out just like you. Maybe talk about some things like, hey, boo, what's your commitment level? Like, where do you see what do you see this going somewhere? Are you just like, are we just having fun? If he's like, I am so in, then maybe be like, hey, boo, I have some concerns about your mom. If we ever move in together, I would, I would never, me personally. This is you sticking up for yourself. Like if you, if we ever want to move in together, I will never move into a home that your mom lives in because. Like, let's get real or let's not play. Like, boom, allow him to think for himself because you're thinking for yourself. Like that's a really powerful thing to say. If you guys don't want to move in together anytime soon, you don't have to talk about that. Like if you're just dating just date. If you want to go to the next step, talk about the next step. If you have things that need to happen for you to go to the next step, let him know those things. Like if we want to move in together, it can't be into your mom's house. If we want to get more serious, I need boundaries with your mom because she's unhealthy and Mm -hmm. hurtful. I've just, as, as I've read the first email and now this email about people doing things because they feel obligated to do them or they feel a strong a strong um, emotional tie to do things like it just made me think about how um, in my journey of how that's how I've been my whole life too with like specifically about the church and how I um, let it dictate so many of my decisions and how I lived so much of my life rather than be doing it you know from my heart because Dallin wanted to you know, so much of it was, this is what I should do because this is what the church teaches. Or because this is what people and, do. Um, and so as I've kind of stepped away for a little bit and allowed myself to think for myself and ask big questions and to either, you know, either with the outcome of distancing myself and leaving the church or, you know, coming back as a totally authentic, self-aware member of the church, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's allowed me to see how much in my life I have allowed others to dictate my choices and I was never very good at decision-making or thinking about what I actually felt about something and what I wanted to do because Dallin wanted to do it based on my priorities and my, and my commitments to either my partner or, or just myself. It was always, what do other people expect me to do? What should I do? What should I do in this situation? Because I have this relationship and because I put in all this time already or because I'm a member of this church, you know, I should probably do this. It's taken a step back and really been so clearing of my mind to just say, what do I want to do? What do I honestly want to do in my heart? And so I think that that applies to other things like in a relationship where so much emotional ties and so much like you feel like you've put in so much, like you've been together a year and a half and been through things together and stuff. You start to feel like you can slip into this into this mode, at least I know that I have in my life so much where you feel like you have to do something rather than you're choosing to do something, but you can always, 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 always choose to do something, even if it'll hurt somebody else's feelings, even if it wasn't what you quote unquote should do based on expectations of other people or your church or whatever, like you get to choose how you live your life and nobody else should have any undue influence on you. People only have as much influence on you as you give them permission to have that yeah that was a really well phrased sentence people only have as much power over you as you give them you can't control anybody unless you give them your remote control basically and nobody can control you unless you give them your remote control yeah i think um you guys are kind of on 
this crossroads of becoming more serious or kind of like fading away. Um, and I think the way to become more serious, when I think about Dallin and I, like we kind of sort of did it, but we've really done it now. And when I think about really like successful marriages and couples, they all kind of do this where they've cut the crap. Well, yes, but also I feel like people are inherently loyal and the easiest person in most circumstances to be loyal to or the easiest group is your family is the family you grew up with especially because that's how you were raised to that's you were you were positively reinforced to be loyal to your parents yeah that's how you learn to get along in the world is obeying your parents and pleasing them making them happy so that you got a treat or so that you weren't spanked or however your parents reinforce things right so like the family unit is an integral relationship in your life. And when you meet someone, um, and it's, it's an integral relationship because you love them so much. And when you meet someone and you guys mutually decide, like we love each other so much, we want to start a new family unit. It's kind of a, a family unit grows from like a little bit of loss and like the creation of something new. You're kind of cutting the I am loyal to you guys above all people ties that you have to the family you grew up with. And you're saying that to your spouse now. And you're saying like, I still love my family, but I choose you before everyone else. Um, and I think that's when you, when you're ready to do that is when you know that you're ready to kind of quote unquote, get married or start a family or commit your life to someone. And I like reading reading from you I don't know if you are it sounds like you really love him but that you have some doubts and I don't know if he is I don't know if you've talked about like how you would fit into the relationship he has with his mom like can you trust that he would kind of cut that tie like still love her still be a part of his life but be loyal to you above all other people and and protect your feelings above all other people's and defend you in the face of everyone else you know like choose what makes you happy over what makes his mom happy and like yeah. Dallin and I have taken I mean maybe if someone wrote a book of our lives they would be like Dallin and Ashley got married six years too soon because it took him six years to get to this point where that was like a no-brainer like of course we'll do that yeah because the first five years it wasn't a no-brainer for either of us it was like what does Dallin's mom want what makes her the most happy what does Ashley's mom want what makes her the most happy let's do what both of them want and then see if we can find happiness in decisions that make our parents happy and it was just this mm -hmm. like puddle of crap and no one the was mess. happy yeah um so yeah so you just something that Ash, uh, came to my mind as Ashley was talking was you can't marry your expectations for somebody. You have to marry the reality, like where they're currently at. So just accept his current relationship with his mom and decide if you want to, you know, move in with that or not. Like you can't expect, you can't just hope it changes in the future or you can lay down like, here's what I need from you if we're going to move in and take a relationship to the next step. Because you can't just, you know, marry him hoping that that happens. You have to like, you it, expectations are resentments in the making. Yeah. But Elon Musk says. So 
I mean, we don't know everything about everything, but that's kind of food for thought for you. Yeah. Man, speaking of food, I am so hungry. Should we do another weird food thing? Okay. Weird food thing and cat photos from Brittany. Okay. All right. We have people's cat photo magnets on our fridge. We have so many. People send us magnets in the mail. Hashtag we have magnets get from Ashley most a cat. states. Okay. Hi, Dale and Ashley. My name is Brittany. I'm a student at the University of Prince Edward Island in PEI, Canada. What's, what's PEI? Prince Edward Island. Oh, Dallas. okay. Prince, Prince Edward. Edward Island. I am in my third year of a BSc major in bio. And cool. hopefully we'll start veterinarian school next year. Sweet. When COVID-19 calms down, you guys should really come visit. Oh, we will. We would love to. Bring in our trailer. I've heard it's rough to RV to Canada. I'm sure it is. In a previous podcast, probably a while ago, you guys asked what a supply, what at what at supply might have been substitute teacher was when you had an, an email from Ontario, I believe. It's just a teacher who only works when the main teacher is sick or can't be at the school. Oh. Oh, okay. There we go. They could be working at any school or a certain school district. Okay. My weird food thing is that I make everything into a sandwich. Most recently, Nothing I had a grilled with cheese with Cajun spice steamed buttercup squash on top and a fried egg. That sounds fine. Okay. Sandwiches are a medium of acceptance. <laughs> Put it between two pieces of bread and it feels familiar to everybody. That was art. Yeah. It was like a haiku almost. The one I am most known for is doing a breakfast sandwich with fried eggs, cheese, bacon, pancakes, syrup, and jelly on a bagel. Wow, that's two different bread. Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff. Mm. But you can't eat it in sandwich form. You have to start with the top part of the bagel and eat the fillings to the bottom part. So you basically just pile all your food on top of each other and eat it like and a- eat it, baby, like a pyramid. I also make what I call students' trail mix, where I just mix a bunch of different loose foods together for a snack. Trail mix. At least one was Honey Nut Cheerios, Maynard's Fruit Gummies, Chopped Up Kirkland Granola Bars, and Smarties. Nice. Like M&M's. I've attached photos of both creations below. You could start a business, friend. Oh, whoa. Okay, here's your breakfast sandwich I make that trail mix for my kids, where I just dump everything in my cupboard into a gallon-sized Ziploc bag. And here's your cats. They look so soft. Well, yeah. See, you're just you're just living life to the fullest, mixing all your foods together, not taking no crap from nobody. Brittany, keep following your heart. Follow your heart, Brittany. Survive this hey. winter. Okay. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time on Taking Sides, the Marriage Podcast. <laughs>